Western on CRN. You can try fighting the law all you want, but the law is always going to win. From politicians and celebrities to sports figures and business leaders, they're fighting the law. Now, here to sort out the nation's top legal news stories is America's favorite legal analyst, Royal Oaks. This is the Royal Oaks Show. Thank you, Mike Horn, and welcome to the Royal Oak Show. You know, he sounded good, Engineer Mike. Um, and Mike Horn, he, he just walked in. He was like an intern here at CRN, right? He just just kind of he's fitting in really well. I think in. there's a future for this guy. He came in right off the street, and he's natural. Well, you know, everybody knows Mike, actually. He runs the joint. He's the, he's the uh, CEO. And, um, yeah, he does sound good. I, I think the, I think I love, I love listening to him uh, chat with Fred Dreyer. Uh, you know, if you're a sports guy, you got to listen to uh, to Mike and Fred uh, talk sports. So, Engineer Mike, uh, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're not in last names here because, as I understand it, I don't want to raise anything awkward, but you are, Mike, in the witness protection program, right? I am on the run. That is correct. Okay, so we're not going to go into last names. It's just Engineer Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, incredible show coming up. Uh, the wonderful thing about this show, I say with all humility, is everybody knows the facts and the issues. Everybody knows about the grand jury and, and, and the, the text suicide case. But you don't know the answers to the questions about these cases. So we're going to tell you about, for example, should urging suicide be a crime? We're going to answer that question. Uh, the securities for case. Uh, this guy with the incredibly unpronounceable name, uh, Shikrelli. Uh, how do you pronounce that, Engineer Mike? We just call him the Pharma Bro. Okay, the Pharma Bro, exactly. So the question here is, is there a weirder criminal defendant than Markton uh, Shikrelli, uh, the Pharma Bro? So we're going to get into all these answers. for. Plus, we, there's a segment of the Royal Oak Show that people, I think people like it best of all, uh, Engineer Mike, and, and with your cooperation, we're going we're gonna to revive it here. It's uh, it's brush with fame, uh, famous people that you've encountered in your real life. And so uh, I'm going to share some of my thoughts, and I, I think you've run into some, some people. Now, there is a you know, a lot of them are legal, so we, you know, we're going to tie it into our legal show, but some of them may not be. Uh, there is actually a corollary to this. If you run into a famous person, Mike, and it's in the bathroom, it's, you know, it's in the public restroom, there's a special name instead of a brush with fame. Can you imagine what we might call that show? Uh, just want to guess? Oh, I, I dare not to. I mean, this is FCC regulated here. It's called flush with fame. Oh, yeah, rah, rah, rah. yeah. Uh, you know, you didn't you tell me you were international Mensa president? So I'm I'm surprised you didn't guess the answer to that question. Well, hence why I'm on the run. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's true. It's hard to run those Mensa meetings when you're on on the run. So, ladies and gentlemen, issue number one here on the Royal Oak Show is what in the world happened back in Massachusetts with this young woman named Michelle Carter who you may remember a couple of months ago was convicted of involuntary manslaughter on a bench trial for encouraging a close friend through text messages and phone calls to commit suicide. She was sentenced just this week to 15 months in jail. 15 months in jail. So we want your thoughts. You think that was the right sentence? 818-818-6401. That's 818-818-6401 or you can tweet us at CRN Digital Talk at CRN Digital Talk and share your thoughts here on the Royal Oak Show. When we come back, as promised, I'm going to give you an answer. Should urging somebody to commit suicide be a crime? We know it's bad. It's morally terrible. Should it be a crime? Stay with us on the Royal Oak Show. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show. 
Credit cards are sure fun to use, perhaps a little addicting, and they kind of make you feel rich. Well, if you're like most Americans, you've got over five maxed out credit cards in your pocket right now, and you can barely make the minimum payments, right? I'd like to personally recommend a company called DebtHelper.com. DebtHelper.com is a licensed and insured nonprofit debt management agency. They can help cut your interest rates by as much as 50% and lower your monthly payments, saving you thousands of dollars in finance charges on your credit card bills. DebtHelper.com does not lend money. DebtHelper's program could have you paying off your credit card debt in full in a three to five year period. Call DebtHelper.com right now for your free confidential consultation today. 866 866-706-3328. 866-706-3328. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. That's amore, and that's uh, Dean and Martin uh, here on the Royal Oak Show. I'm sure there are a bunch of fans out there. What a voice. Amazing. For my money, Engineer Mike nicer voice than Frank Sinatra's. Definitely more silky smooth. Frank had more power. Yeah, yeah, and more popular. I mean, everybody loved Dino, but let's face it, Sinatra was like Elvis. He he was one of the the biggest stars of the the 20th century. But, you know, when I listen to the guys in the Rat Pack, I mean, Sammy Davis Jr., when you listen to those, those shows he did in Vegas, the Copacabana and so on, live shows, off the charts, incredible voice. Talk about power. Uh, range and, and I mean this talk about coming back he was in a horrible auto accident lost an eye and fought his way back uh, just total icon well Michelle Carter I wouldn't call her a total icon uh, she was this woman um, convicted in uh, June of involuntary manslaughter um, she was 17 three years ago when she has this weird relationship with her 18-year-old friend, Conrad Roy. Apparently, somebody introduced him, they met, but then their relationship basically was online, and so they really didn't hang out much. And for a while, the relationship was okay. She had some mental issues, he had some mental issues, and he was really depressed, and he was always talking about killing himself. And for a while, she discouraged it. She said, oh, no, why would you do that? It's a terrible idea. Well, for whatever reason... After a little while, she morphed Michelle Carter into encouraging Conrad Roy to kill himself. And so, because she did this via text and she talked to her friends via social media about what she had done, there was a bunch of evidence against her after he, sure enough, did kill himself. What happened was he's at his car. He's thinking about he's hooked up some sort of carbon monoxide thing with the, with with a pump and he, and he's going to kill himself and he's communicating with his so-called girlfriend Michelle Carter back and forth about what he whether he should and she's saying do it do it you you, you don't want to hesitate this is the right thing to do and she's really being very mean about it and and sort of bullying him into it and sure enough he kills himself all right so she's put on trial and actually, Massachusetts, where the trial was held, is one of the few states in the nation that does not express, expressly make it a crime to persuade somebody to commit suicide, to give them the means, like hand them the gun, to encourage them. It isn't expressly a crime in Massachusetts, and yet... There are involuntary manslaughter laws, of course, on the books in Massachusetts. And the judge who's presiding over the trial, there was no jury, 17-year-old woman, no jury. But the judge decides that this qualifies as involuntary manslaughter. And he surprises everybody by finding her guilty back in June. Okay, so now the sentencing rolls around this week, as, as you probably read about, and the judge he could have given her 20 years behind bars. The prosecution was saying, well, we urge 7 to 12 years. You know, we're not going to go to the very upper end, but, you know, this was a calculated crime. It was an inexcusable and devastating crime. And the prosecution's argument was that she actually ended Conrad Roy's life to improve her own life. 
How's that, you say? Well, according to the DA, she wanted attention from being a grieving girlfriend. And so this was kind of the motive for her to do this. The prosecution also pointed out that she showed no remorse. The defense lawyer said, well, that wasn't really true. But, you know, she couldn't really express much remorse in court because it might impact her legal position on appeal. It might contribute to a finding of guilt, even though theoretically it could help down the road in terms of, of sentencing. The defense pointed out that Michelle Carter wasn't anywhere near the car, the scene of the suicide. She didn't provide him a weapon. She just sent him text messages. All right, so the prosecution is saying give, give her 7 to 12 years. She could have gotten 20 years. The judge gives her three years, two and a half years, actually, 30 months. And he suspended 15 of that. So essentially, she has a 15-month sentence. And guess what? She doesn't have to serve it because it's going up on appeal. Now, the rule is... If you are convicted of a crime, as, for example, Los Angeles County's Sheriff Leroy Baca was convicted a few months ago, and he is now appealing, and he got, I believe it was uh, five years, the rule is that you cannot stay your sentence pending your appeal. You have to go to the joint, even though, ironically, it might take four or five years for the appeal to wind its way through the courts, and you might win at the end of the day, then you've served your time. It doesn't matter. The law says that the default setting is if you are convicted, you go to prison. It's not a matter of, well, he's probably not going to flee the jurisdiction. The deal is, the rule is, only if there's kind of a strong likelihood uh, uh, that the appeal might be successful, then the trial court judge has the discretion to say, you know what, they're raising some novel issues, and therefore they're going to be out on appeal. And sure enough, that's the situation in Massachusetts. You couldn't get much more novel than this kind of situation. Because for the judge to have found Michelle Carter guilty in June was really stunning to a lot of legal experts, because they said, you know, words alone can't be found to have caused a suicide. Here, the judge, the trial court judge, said her words were as powerful as a loaded gun. And, you know, people worry about this decision potentially having broad implications if, if other courts and, other, and juries follow it. Well, the fact of the matter is, one trial court's decision in Massachusetts, it isn't binding on anybody else. It isn't binding on other trial court judges in Massachusetts. It certainly isn't binding on the appellate levels in that state. And of course, it's not binding on other states. So this was kind of a one-off. The decision was really especially unexpected because the, the general approach in Massachusetts and most states is just because you encourage somebody to commit suicide, that is not necessarily a crime. So that's the question. Is it a homicide crime of some kind, some kind of voluntary or involuntary manslaughter, to encourage somebody to commit suicide? And I think it's, it's a tough question, but I think ultimately the, the judge made the wrong call here. I mean, the value of freedom here is implicated. I mean, freedom of speech. Should somebody's speech be punished, in, in this case, her speech to the guy encouraging him to kill himself? Well, we have to be realistic. Uh, every single right has some limitations or exceptions to every freedom, including speech. The old hackneyed example, if you yell fire in a crowded theater and you get arrested because 15 people were trampled to death and there was no fire, well, it doesn't matter that you, can, you, know, you can't rely on the First Amendment right of free speech. If, for example, you tell a lie that hurts somebody's reputation, that means you know, they've, they've lost the, the money damages, uh, their reputation has been trashed, they may sue you for libel, they may sue you for slander. So the right of free speech is not absolute. There seems to be an argument for criminalizing speech if it absolutely is the reason for suicide, and yet, ultimately, the real cause of the suicide was the decision of the guy to off himself. And if somebody is so vulnerable and mentally unstable that they're open to persuasion by a smooth-talking person who urges them to kill them, is that really a criminal act by the speaker? It's kind of tempting to convict somebody under these extreme circumstances, but it raises that old adage, hard cases make bad law. It feels good to impose punishment in this case where you have extreme facts, but if you accept the underlying principle behind conviction here, it really means mean-spirited speech 
can be a crime, and that's kind of dangerous. This is the Royal Oak Show. Stay with us here on CRN. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show. Aloha. Experience your home away from home. Being beachfront at the Kanapali Beach Hotel. Begin your getaway, relaxing on over 11 acres of tropical Hawaiian gardens at Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel. Voted Best Aloha Spirit by Hawaii Magazine readers. Just walking around the grounds with all the tropical vegetation, relaxing poolside, or kicking back in the sun on the world-renowned Kanapali Beach makes you feel like you're home in paradise. There's a package to fit all your needs. Wedding, honeymoon, activities, private parties, great food, or just good old beach fun. The hotel perpetuates the Hawaiian tradition at its best. Call 661-0011 or visit kbhmaui.com. Hey, Lorraine, do you realize that your mother, my mother-in-law, Chef Maria, has been serving Las Vegas since 1949? Yes, I do, Dennis. That's when she first met Howard Hughes, who fell in love with her cooking. And in 1955, she opened her first restaurant on Fremont Street. Yes, dear. And another great customer was Liberace. Wow. Then in 1962, while Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack were causing global excitement on the Las Vegas Strip, your family opened their second restaurant. And in 1960, 72, Elvis Presley began electrifying Las Vegas audiences and eating in our restaurant. You know, Lorraine, this is quite a town. There's only one Las Vegas. And there's only one bootlegger Italian bistro. Folks, when you're in Las Vegas, come visit us. We'll make you feel like you're part of our family. The bootlegger Italian bistro, conveniently located at 7700 Las Vegas Boulevard, South Strip. Visit our website at www.bootleggerlasvegas.com. The smartest way for you to get the lowest prices on your plane tickets, domestic or international, is to call SmartFares first or last, but you've got to call us before you book your plane tickets. Fly anywhere in the world, fly anywhere in the U.S., and SmartFares can save you up to 75% on your plane tickets. We have the lowest airline ticket prices on over 500 airlines, and you've got a great 12-hour free cancellation window. Plus, with our live agent help, you can always get fast help and fast answers. So on your next trip, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, how about right now? Pick up your phone and call SmartFares, plus save up to 75% on your plane reservation. So call right now. 800-915-2644-800-915-2644-800-915-2644-800-915-2644. Welcome back to the Royal Oak Show. And as promised, we are answering questions today. So we've answered your first question. Urging somebody to commit suicide should not be a crime. A little later in the show, we're going to answer some Trump questions. Can General Kelly turn it around? And is the grand jury impaneling just the beginning of the end for Donald Trump? But first, we want to um, answer the question, uh, is there a weirder criminal defendant on the planet than Martin Shkreli? This This is the guy who made headlines three years ago. When he buys the rights to a life-saving AIDS drug, and he promptly raises the price from $13.50 a pill to $750 a pill. Engineer Mike, an unpopular decision, as I recall. The farmer bro did not receive a lot of credit for that. No, no. I mean, you ask yourself, okay, there's the market system. Shouldn't somebody be able to charge what they want? On the other hand, if... He's the only guy on the planet that has control over this drug, and now a lot of people who really need it can't afford it. Now, maybe they can't afford it if their insurance companies will buy it or the government will help them. But I, I think there is actually a real dilemma here because 
If we don't let people who develop really wonderful, fabulous, life-saving and and pain-eliminating drugs, if we don't let them use the market system to make as much money as possible, the way we let people who develop other products, cars or, or bread or whatever... You're not going to encourage people to spend decades of, of, of research and development money, you know, millions and billions of dollars for that payoff. If, if the government is going to say, well, no, that's just not fair, you know, the price has to be X instead, then down the road, people are going to die because folks didn't develop the, the drugs that uh, they would have developed otherwise. But ironically, the trouble that Martin Shkreli was in this week has nothing to do with this drug controversy. Instead, he was found guilty of securities fraud. Uh, by the way, I think he really needs to buy a vowel for his for his last name. It's S H K R E L I Shkreli. Uh, poor Vanna White. If uh, you noticed, by the way, uh, Vanna White. I think she just turned sixty. She looks good for sixty. She looks great, but I mean, is she still going to be turning the letters when she's in a walker and then in a wheelchair? Are they going to stick with her that long? I mean, this is this is loyalty as far as I'm concerned. I think that's a legal issue we'll discuss on a, a show down the road. That's true. Age discrimination. We, we, we should talk about Vanna White's uh, potential uh, lawsuit. All right, here's the deal with Martin Shkreli. Um, he was found guilty by a jury in Brooklyn, New York, this week of defrauding investors in hedge funds. And he would, what he would do, he would pay them back, it was kind of like Bernie Madoff, by stealing from another company that he formed. So the jury actually finds him not guilty of five counts, uh, conspiracy to commit wire fraud and, and a few others. But he is found guilty of three counts, securities fraud and conspiracy to commit securities fraud. And this guy, talk about a glasses half full guy. He invites a reporter over to his apartment after the verdict is announced, same afternoon, and he's saying, well, you know, uh, this is a big witch hunt, and uh, they did get a couple of uh, broom handles on me uh, here today. But, uh, you know, the, the, the really bad ones, there, there was not guilty finding. Well, he's looking at years and years behind bars in, in, uh, in federal prison. So this guy has a pretty positive attitude. And the, the comments by the judge were, were a little strange. After they go through the whole hoo-ha about the jury verdict and so on, uh, the judge says, I wish you well, Mr. Shrikeli. Uh I'll see you soon. I mean, it was everything but have a nice weekend, because it actually happened on a Friday afternoon. Now, as you mentioned, Engineer Mike, his nickname is Pharma Bro on the Internet, and he is, I think, the world's weirdest criminal defendant. One of the things that the defense tried to do to help sort of humanize him and prevent the jury from getting really angry is talk about how weird he is. He he has a reputation for kind of bizarre behavior on the Internet. He once live-streamed himself giving math lessons. Another time he streamed himself petting his cat named Trashy. I mean, that was all there was to the show. Jurors heard, not from him, he didn't testify, but they heard about how he was kind of eccentric, how he slept on the floor of his office in a sleeping bag for two years. And even though he didn't testify, he did kind of speak out. You know, there's no gag order imposed in this case. He was free to, to talk about his case, and he went on Facebook to bash the prosecutors and the news organizations covering his case. Several of the jurors... Uh, who were they were trying to find somebody who hadn't heard about this guy. A lot of people had heard about Farmer Bro. Several of the jurors were kicked off the panel after they talked trash about the guy in open court during the voir dire process. One of them called him a snake, and another called him the face of corporate greed. So Martin Shkreli, world's weirdest criminal defendant, uh, he will appeal. Who knows if he'll wind up behind bars. Hey, when we come back... How was Donald Trump's week? We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show. You're experiencing pain, back pain, shoulder, elbow, or hand pain, pain from a sports injury. If so, schedule a visit with Dr. Michael Schiffs, the leading expert in laser therapy for pain management. Call 310-873-4422 or go to drsheps.com. Experience Epic-T, the breakthrough laser therapy system that Dr. Sheps developed to make you pain-free in less time. Laser therapy is a non-invasive, safe, and effective in-office procedure that penetrates deep into your skin without damaging the 
tissue. It perfectly targets areas of pain to promote fast, natural healing. Relax your muscles, ease muscle spasms, joint stiffness, and arthritis pain while increasing blood circulation. For over 25 years, Dr. Sheps has helped Olympic athletes and sports enthusiasts alike get back in the game. Schedule your visit with Dr. Sheps at his Brentwood office in California. Call 310-873-4422 or visit drsheps.com. That's D-R-S-H-E-P-S dot com. 310-873-4422. Kahanapali Beach Hotel, Maui's Traditional Hawaiian weddings and vow renewals to your own unique ceremony. Find out why Ka'anapali Weddings is the perfect place to say, I do. Create the memory that will last a lifetime at the place you and your family know and love. Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Imagine yourself and your loved one just steps away from world-famous Ka'anapali Beach in one of many wedding venues to choose from, including oceanside lawns, tropical gardens, or indoor banquet rooms. With your choice of catering, bar, floral, and musical options, you can make your special day customized just for you. Their wedding specialist will help you plan your dream wedding today. For more information, visit Ka'anapaliweddings.com or call 661-0011. Ka'anapali Weddings, the perfect place to say, I do. Ka'anapali Beach Hotel, Maui's Hawaiian Hotel. Hey there, did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you. And you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-989-1361. 800-989-1361. That's 800-989-1361. CRN listeners, when you come to Southern California, stop by a great restaurant, the Dresden Restaurant at 1760 North Vermont Avenue in Hollywood. Enjoy great entertainment, like the music of the legendary Marty and Elaine at the world-famous Dresden Restaurant. The Dresden was a location for the making of the movie Swingers. Now you can swing with stars Marty and Elaine. Plus, enjoy great food, too, like French onion soup, artichoke hearts, and many other great appetizers. Seafood? There's salmon, shrimp scampi, New Zealand orange roughy, halibut, Lake Superior white fish and specialties like veal marsala piccata and parmigiana plus we've got a great roast rack of lamb chicken piccata and cordon bleu and pasta dishes too steaks filet new york chateaubriand for two much more too including pork chops prime rib of beef and an incredibly extra large cut of prime rib it's the dresden restaurant open for lunch monday through saturday and dinner monday through sunday check us out at 1760 north vermont avenue or call 323-665-4294 Welcome back to the Royal Oak Show. See, proof positive. Here's life after the Beatles. George Harrison, what is life? You know, it's kind of, we were talking about the Dean Martin earlier, Engineer Mike. I mean, if Dino and Jerry Lewis hadn't busted up, they were partners for 10 years, from 48 to 58. If they hadn't broken up, we wouldn't have had Dean Martin's fabulous 60s career with lots of wonderful records. He would have been churning out good music anyway. But that variety show, the roasts. Don't uh, forget the movies. The movies, too, absolutely. And Jerry Lewis, you know, he kind of got out from under Dean Martin's shadow. He turned into an amazing director. I mean, The Nutty Professor and a lot of other great early 60s films because they broke up. And here's George Harrison. He was a, not only was an amazing guitarist, I guess one of the top guitarists in the world, but, you know, fabulous songwriter and, and great singer in, in his own right. Tragically, we've lost him. But, my gosh, uh, I guess unintended consequences. Sometimes uh, good things come from these professional breakups. 
So, we're promising answers to questions on the Royal Oak Show this week. And, uh, gosh, lots of, lots of Trump questions. Uh, I guess one Trump question that uh, exists is, is General Kelly going to turn it around? We all know he's, he looks like a pretty unsmiling, serious guy, and maybe that's what Trump needs. The smart money is probably that, no, he's not going to turn things around. But on the other hand, even Trump, I think, has a breaking point. If there's anything that Trump hates more than people saying nasty things about him, it's losing. And I think that Trump is smart enough to know so far that he's a loser. I mean, one Supreme Court pick can't overshadow the fact that he's batting zero on repealing and replacing Obamacare. He's batting zero on tax reform, nothing going on infrastructure, and let's face it, chaos at the White House. He wouldn't have brought General Kelly in and given him carte blanche to fire Scarmucci, as he obviously did. I think the big source of Trump's resistance against his advisors is, hey, don't talk to me about what works. Look at how I got elected. They told me to change in 2015, and I didn't, and I rolled over seven or eight candidates. They told me to change in the first half of 2016, and I rolled over the other seven or eight candidates. They told me to change in the summer of 2016, and I didn't, and I beat Hillary. I beat them all. But he has to know now that his style, his reaching out to people through Twitter and so on, doesn't translate to legislative wins. He needs experts, and he needs a disciplined White House, because essentially he's getting nothing. And, of course, half the country, the Democrats, absolutely love it, because they were looking at a situation where they're completely out of the picture. I mean, they talk about irrelevant. People are starting to think about Trump as being irrelevant. At the start of the Trump presidency, the Democrats were irrelevant. The Republicans controlled the House and the Senate. They control the executive branch. They got a nice five to four lead on the Supreme Court. And what have they been able to make of it? Essentially nothing. Now, the Democrats love it. In a way, the Republicans aren't all that unhappy about what's happening to Trump, I guess in a couple of ways. First, a lot of bodies left behind on the highway after, uh, after Trump beat uh, Marco Rubio and Lindsey Graham and the rest of them. And so I don't think they feel all that bad about Trump twisting slowly in the wind for that reason. And you talk about uh, John McCain's motivation, and what a lot of people are wondering, well, you know, why did he vote against that, uh, that uh, Obamacare uh, replacement law? It was so dramatic, you know, in the middle of the night, he, st- he strides into the well of the Senate, and he calls for the, the officer to look at him, and he gives him a thumbs down. And he, answers, he says no. He's like in, in the Roman Colosseum 2,000 years ago. Well, why do you think John McCain did that? You scratch your head and you say, well, he wanted it to be, you know, vetted and analyzed thoroughly. Well, that's what would have happened. If he had voted yes, it would have gone to a conference committee after the Senate approved a version and at the con- in the conference committee between the House representatives and the Senate representatives. They would have knocked heads and they would have evaluated and they would have compromised. That's what he wanted. But he said no. Why did he say no? Well, there's an old saying revenge is a dish best served cold. You don't think John McCain is still pissed as hell against Donald Trump as a result of Trump's comments about, well, I don't know that John McCain's a war hero. I like my war heroes not to get captured. McCain went ballistic when he said that, not only for himself personally, because he endured torture for months and months at the hands of the North Vietnamese, but all of his colleagues in the military who also were captured and treated abusively, he felt that Trump was trashing all of them. And I don't think John McCain's the kind of guy to forget something like that too quickly. So you had a lot of Republicans who aren't too unhappy if Trump is off to a kind of a rocky start. There's another Republican attitude, though, that you could have, and that is, all right, We're unhappy that things seem to have stalled. We really like the fact that in Gorsuch, we've got a new Scalia type on the on the U.S. Supreme Court. But in terms of moving the ball down the field, let's assume that for the next four months and who knows, maybe Trump will somehow turn around, and get eight years, four years. Let's assume essentially nothing happens that's good for the Republican agenda in the next four years. 
Is that so terrible when you think that the alternative that everybody was expecting to happen when we woke up on Election Day last November, everybody expected that in addition to the eight years of Obama progressive legacy that we had all endured, we were looking at another four or eight years out of Hillary. The pendulum, the march of the pendulum leftward toward Liz Warren and Bernie Sanders country, that's where we were headed. I mean, it was disasterville in terms of a Republican perspective. Instead, what we've got is Donald Trump, and he's appointing some really conservative justices, one already, and you can expect a lot more. So even if he accomplishes nothing else, the Republicans grabbed that pendulum that was headed towards socialized medicine and the total progressive agenda, and at least it stopped. And to the extent that Trump can somehow nudge it a little bit to the right over the next few years, well, it's a whole lot better than the alternative. If Trump wants his legacy to be anything other than that he just put it in the middle, though, he better listen to the general. Hey, this is the Royal Oak Show. Stay with us. We're going to answer a few more questions about Donald Trump. One is the grand jury, the beginning of the end for Donald. Stay with us. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you could donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-785-9618. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you for calling, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to many exciting locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now, 1-800-785-9618. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher. Call now, 1-800-785-9618. That's 1-800-785-9618. These are the sounds of Colombo's Italian Steakhouse. Mm. Look at this ribeye. Did you see that ribeye? Fantastic. Ah, incredible. You got to try a piece of this pizza. This is delicious. Mm. Sausage and lentil soup. Special today. Very, very good. Look at this garlic bread. Mm-mm-mm. Best garlic bread I ever had. And here's Vic Perino, owner and operator of Colombo's, with the details. A lot of the Italian recipes are my uncle's own recipes. We have a lot of people coming back for his hand-rolled lasagna. We make it basically from scratch. You know, I think ours is exceptional. Here's Vic on what makes Colombo's different than other Italian restaurants. The other thing that sets us apart from other Italian restaurants is that we're an Italian steakhouse. We specialize in our steaks. Plus, there's more. We have um, entertainment seven nights a week. Uh, so they're coming for a lot of reasons, but value. Their value per dollar that they're getting, plus coming into a neighborhood-friendly place. That, you know, Sometimes we're actually accused of being the melting pot of Eagle Rock. Colombo's in Eagle Rock. On Colorado, just east of Eagle Rock Boulevard. Call 323-254-9138. Blue Jean, baby. Welcome back to the Royal Oak Show. We are answering questions for you today. Right now we're in the midst of some Donald Trump questions. And I guess the one that's uppermost on people's mind is, well, gee, is the grand jury impaneled by special counsel Robert Mueller the beginning of the end for Trump? I think the answer is it's kind of too soon to tell, but it certainly ain't good news for Donald Trump. Now, there was already a grand jury in Virginia, Arlington, Virginia, but that was focused on General Flynn. And by all accounts, they're digging in. Coming up with some interesting stuff about General Flynn. Who knows if we're looking at indictments, but they're working hard on that. But the reports we heard were that, okay, Special Counsel Robert Mueller and his team, they're up to, I think, 16 lawyers now. 
they wanted a more convenient grand jury, one a little closer to home. Now, Virginia is not that far from Washington, D.C., but apparently it's 10 miles of chock-a-block, as they say, horrible traffic. Nobody wants to make the trip from Washington, D.C. down to this Arlington, Virginia location. And so it's a whole lot easier to be like two or three minutes away in Washington, D.C. And that actually was one of the motivations for special counsel Mueller to set up this new grand jury. And so the speculation is, far from the investigation winding down, instead it's opening up some new vistas, uh, it's in, in a new phase, and the idea usually is you go after the smaller fish, you amass some evidence against them, and then you get them to flip and testify against people higher up the food chain. So what happens when you convene a grand jury? Well, you know, it's about 15 regular folks who agree to spend several months or up to a year of their time uh, to investigate, uh, listen to evidence that's offered by prosecutors. And what they do are basically three things. First, the grand jury can say, okay, I'm going to authorize the issuance of a subpoena to get documents from certain people or certain entities. So that's one thing that Mueller probably wants. Secondly, they want to force people to testify. They can subpoena individuals to come give their testimony to the grand jury, which is in secret, by the way, and people who are called to testify may not have lawyers present. So it's not like an open court type deal. And the final thing that they do is they vote to indict people. So that's what Mueller is looking for. Now, there's something called a perjury trap. That's a nickname for a grand jury. And when you convene a grand jury, that means the stakes have gone way up for witnesses. If you're somebody that has some information that, that the lawyers are questioning, it's, it's much more serious if you're in front of a grand jury because you're under oath. And if you lie, then you're going to go to prison even if, for example, there's no evidence of collusion with Russia, even if there's no actual substantive evidence that what you did was a violation of the law in the sense that you were part of some sort of cooperation with Russia. And if you doubt that the idea of, of just lying as opposed to committing the underlying crime here, collusion, if you doubt that that's a serious deal, talk to Scooter Libby. You remember who Scooter Libby was? He was the aide to Vice President Dick Cheney. And he was convicted of lying, not of outing Valerie Plame, the CIA agent who's involved in the whole uh, weapons of mass destruction controversy involving Iraq. Or you could talk with the lovely Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart was involved in an insider trading scandal, but she was actually never convicted of insider trading Instead, she was convicted of lying to the authorities. As a result, this perjury trap makes the grand jury a big deal. And to give you an idea of what a big deal this grand jury is, promulgated by Mueller, the U.S. Senate apparently has Mueller's back. Because there's a bipartisan effort in the U.S. Senate to make it harder for Donald Trump to fire Mueller. This could be unconstitutional for this reason. Back in Watergate era... What we had was a special prosecutor, and it was authorized as a result of legislation enacted by Congress. And that's why we got Kenneth Starr to investigate Bill Clinton in the 1990s. He was a special prosecutor. It was a result of a congressional action. Then people got tired of Kenneth Starr, and they got tired of the whole idea of special prosecutors, and they allowed the law to lapse, so there was no more special prosecutor. In the late 1990s, after the whole Clinton scandal was over, the executive branch revived the idea of a prosecutor by calling him special counsel, and the executive branch issued regulations that we've all been hearing about recently, about how Mueller's team has, has, been, uh, is, has been starting to work and the rules under which they operate. But the point is, these are executive branch regulations. And so for the Senate to come in, as they've started to do this week, and say, well, we want to make it harder for Trump to fire Mueller, it may be unconstitutional for the legislative branch to interfere with the executive branch's power to set up these regulations concerning the special counsel. And the bottom line is, I think people are really wondering 
when Trump is going to uh, actually uh, drop the other shoe and fire Attorney General Sessions. There has been an unprecedented attack by Trump on his own AG by Trump, talking about how he did this wrong and did that wrong. And they interviewed Sessions and he said, well, yes, this was very hurtful. And a lot of people were speculating, oh, my gosh, I see what's coming. Trump fires Sessions. He replaces him with somebody who doesn't uh, have to recuse himself from the Russia investigation. And then at that point, Trump says, you know what? Uh, This is a big bromance between uh, James Comey and Robert Mueller. It's just not fair. I think I'm going to fire Robert Mueller. I'm going to put up with all the Saturday Night Massacre analogies, but doggone it, we're going to have a new attorney general who is beyond reproach, and he's going to handle this. That's what a lot of people think is coming next. As to what's coming next, we're going to have Brush with Fame with Engineer Mike. Stick with us here on The Royal Oak Show. We'll be back on CRN with The Royal Oak Show. Experience a luxury boutique hotel escape in the heart of Laguna Beach, California. With the finest art gallery, shopping, dining, and nightlife just steps from your door. The heart of Laguna Beach, the edge of the sea. It's the Inn at Laguna Beach. Enjoy our comfortable rooms, blending the style of a timeless beach bungalow with the modern comforts of today. 70 newly appointed guest rooms and suites await you at the Inn at Laguna Beach. Then, relax at the rooftop bar where you'll indulge in breathtaking views of the ocean. For dining, you'll find libations and local cuisine on the California coastline, including dining at the legendary Las Brisas, a Southern California landmark. The Inn at Laguna Beach, footsteps from Rome to village to sea, located in the heart of Laguna Beach. The Inn is within walking distance of all that Laguna Beach has to offer. No car required. The Inn at Laguna Beach, 211 North Coast Highway in Laguna Beach, California. Call 800-544-4479 or visit innatlagunabeach.com. If you're eligible for Medicare, you need to know there is money available to you that can lower your Medicare prescription costs. How much can you save? Find out now by making a free call to Health Markets. They'll search from a variety of nationally recognized plans to find you the right coverage at a price that fits your budget. And they'll do all this valuable research for you at no charge to you. And remember, you may be able to save money on your prescriptions. We'll tell you if you qualify. Why pay a penny more than you have to for an insurance policy? Let us find you the right plan at the right price and see if you qualify to lower your prescription costs. Put our free service to work for you at no charge. Call Health Markets right now. 800-990-0351. 800-990-0351. 800-990-0351. That's 800-990-0351. Health Markets Insurance Agency is the DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all 50 states and D.C. Service and product availability varies by state. Agents may be compensated based on your enrollment. CR and listeners, when you come to Southern California, stop by a great restaurant, the Dresden Restaurant at 1760 North Vermont Avenue in Hollywood. Enjoy great entertainment, like the music of the legendary Marty and Elaine at the world-famous Dresden Restaurant. The Dresden was a location for the making of the movie Swingers. Now you can swing with stars Marty and Elaine. Plus, enjoy great food, too, like French onion soup, artichoke hearts, and many other great appetizers. Seafood? There's salmon, shrimp scampi, New Zealand orange roughy, halibut, Lake Superior whitefish, and specialties like veal marsala, piccata, and parmigiana. Plus, we've got a great roast rack of lamb, chicken piccata, and cordon bleu, and pasta dishes, too. Steaks? Filet. New York, Chateaubriand for two. Much more, too, including pork chops, prime rib of beef, and an incredibly extra large cut of prime rib. It's the Dresden Restaurant, open for lunch Monday through Saturday and dinner Monday through Sunday. Check us out at 1760 North Vermont Avenue or call 323-665-4294. Loke Show, and as promised, we're going to play a Brush with Fame here. You run into legal personalities in your life. Uh, interesting interactions. So I'll, I'll hit you with one, uh, Engineer Mike, and then you can uh, lay one on me. Um, a few weeks ago, I was actually in trial in federal court here in Los Angeles, minding my own business in the cafeteria at lunchtime. And who do I see? Two tables away, behind some sunglasses. I'll give you a hint. He's the husband of Donna Dixon. Does that help? You told me you were the president of Mensa International. Still on the run, Royal. Okay, so... Okay, it's it's Dan Aykroyd. Oh, 
Yeah. So Dan's sitting there, and uh, you remember Donna Dixon, that babe from Bosom Buddies? It's coming back 80s? to me now. Okay, so anyway, uh, a few years ago, Dan came up with a, um, a vodka line, and uh, he had a, 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 like a skull icon on the bottle, and it was very distinctive, and he's making a lot of money. Somebody comes along, and hmm, what do you know? Their vodka line has a sort of a skull-type logo as well, so Dan is not going to take this line down. He sues him. And he loses. But the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, in their infinite wisdom, decide, you know what? Dan uh, shouldn't have lost. We're going to reverse it and give him a new trial. And there he was in the lunchroom for his new trial. And I make my big mistake. I'm sitting there with my client, and I, I say to them, oh, my gosh. I say, that's Dan Aykroyd. Well, apparently I said it a little too loudly Uh-oh. because he gives me a death glare. The stink eye, huh? Yes, through his sunglasses. So that's my celebrity sighting. That's my uh, brush with fame. Uh, Engineer Mike, you, you've bumped into some uh, famous personages in your time? Well, we discussed this off the air, but this is a blast from the past, actually. Um, and with the most recent OJ news, it's kind of relevant, too. Back in my hometown of beautiful South Pasadena, I used to work at the Baskin-Robbins there in high school. Right. This is years ago. And one Lance Ito would come in one Sunday a month, only once, one Sunday a month like clockwork, Order a banana split, eat it himself. Really, just yes. all alone. All alone. Now, when you say he ordered, he ordered, he ordered he, a banana split. He ordered. He that's ordered. A little, that's a little. And little he'd joke. break out his checkbook, just like he made uh, Johnny and Marsha break out their checkbooks. <laughs> and he he he'd take that whole thing down, all, all three scoops. Are you serious? He would actually write a check out. No, he'd no. Cash. Okay. No. Now, that's kind of odd that he would do it like clockwork. Why would a person do that on a regular basis? I think it's discipline. I think it's one of those things where once a month he gets his, his banana split and he won't be denied. Wow. I, I suppose some of those guys, they're, they're really into that. You mentioned discipline. I, I was reading a biography of uh, Dwight Eisenhower. He smoked from oh, probably age 15 all the way until he was probably 60, 62. Between uh, the general thing and the president thing, he quit. And you know how he quit? He gave himself an order. He just said, I order you not to smoke, and he never smoked again. So, you know, if, if you've got that kind of got a will control, that's terrific. I'm just glad I didn't go up. To, I thought about when I saw Dan Aykroyd in the cafeteria. I thought about going up to him and saying, excuse me, uh, aren't you Fred Garvin? <laughs> now, do you know who, what I mean when I say Fred Garvin? To me, he's more of a Vicman from Ghostbusters. That's really when he came well, to my Well, there's that, too. But uh, longtime fans of Saturday Night Live will, of course, know that Fred Garvin was his character of male prostitute, Fred Garvin. <laughs> so you're, you're too young to remember that, well, I, I think. I do remember. Didn't he play Carter, too, and it, to give advice to callers about taking the uh, brown acid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> my other celebrity sighting in the legal world was... Um, F. Lee Bailey. I actually saw him represent uh, Patty Hearst up in San oh, Francisco. Really? Yes. And he humiliated a witness by showing that the guy was absolutely clueless in terms of he, the question was how, how many minutes had passed. And F. Lee Bailey uh, had a stopwatch. And he said, now, you, you yell out when 45 seconds have passed. The guy waited two and a half minutes and said, now. So it was not good. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to continue next week talking about uh, Donald Trump's issues. Should Mueller be fired for stocking the pond with Democrats? It is pretty amazing. Eight of the 16 gave big bucks to Hillary and Obama. And at the first sign that Mueller goes beyond the Russia investigation, Trump's going to fire him faster than a bad apprentice. Stay with us next week on The Royal Oak Show. Which is most important because that was your opinion. Are you tired of hearing your favorite talk radio shows sound like this? What if you could hear your favorite shows in crystal clear, high-definition digital sound? Well, with CRN Digital Talk Radio's six channels of high-definition radio, you can now hear all of your favorite hosts like you've never heard them before in CRN HD. The difference is amazing. Catch your favorite political hosts like Dennis Prager, Tom Hartman, Barry Farber, and so many more. Entertainment and lifestyle programming like the Robert Conrad Show, the What's Cooking Show, and the What's Cooking on Wine Show, all in true CRN HD audio. 
Sports, business, travel, food, wine, politics, there is something for everyone, and it's all available in CRN High Definition Sound. Log on to www.CRN Talk for listings and information on all your favorite shows. That's www.CRNTalk.com. 